This, this, this is the Cigar Authority. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. The authority on everything cigar. Respect my authority. Who got the lighter? In and out of the cigar industry with your hosts, David Garofalo. I'm here from downtown. I'm here from Mitch and Murray. And I'm here on a mission of mercy. Mr. Jonathan. He's confident, smart, witty, dynamic, a monster. And Chuck Morrison. This is a hard job. So I was working at McDonald's. It's time to light him up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. It's the Catalina f- wine mixer. It's about to get all stupid up in here. Saturday, March 2nd, 2012. What? Welcome, everybody. What an understatement that intro is today. <laughs> Gentlemen, Chuck Morris and Mr. Jonathan, I'm David Garofalo. Welcome, and we're back here live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire, in the Diamond Crown Cigar Lounge. This week, Jim Robinson from the CigarStation.com joins us, and uh, he brought broadcasts the Cigar Authority actually twice a week, and we say thank you to him and bring him on, and he'll tell us all about uh, his station that plays in here all the time. Uh, and at cigar shops across America. We have the latest from Cigar Aficionado News and uh, Pro Cigar Festival in the Dominican Republic. I am just recovering from that. And last night, which was the uh, March Madness, the yeah, real la- March Madness. Last night. It was last morning. It was last afternoon. It was last night. Then it was I, last late I, I night. feel drunk like I drank all night, and I didn't do anything but work all night. And it was very exciting and very busy, but I... Uh, smoked so many cigars and I talked to so many people. My voice is a little raspy. I'm tired, but we're going to do the show anyway because the show must go on. Yeah, it must go on. We're going to do it. I'm all excited. Good. All right, so you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. We are the only syndicated radio show in New England, the U.S., and yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. And this week, we are the only radio show broadcasting out of Nashua, New Hampshire, in Two Guys Smoke Shop. You can always tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live, or if you miss a show or you're not listening on the radio, you can always catch the podcast on demand at any time right on our website, thecigarauthority.com. You'll find us on iTunes, set it and forget it with all your smart devices, and of course you can always catch us at thecigarstation.com where uh, we'll hear from Jim Robinson in the uh, second half of the first hour here. Yep. And, uh, geez, what a week. I mean, I was in the Dominican Republic earlier in the week, and that was party after party, uh, cigar smoking to insane, insane levels from the first time you wake up in the morning all the way through, right before you go to bed, the last puff before you put your head down. You're pulling was, a Mark Twain. You're falling asleep with oh a cigar in your mouth. Oh, God. And, um, you know, that, that was um, uh, crazy in, in, in itself. Uh, right from at the airport. I get to the airport. I'm a, I'm a carry-on guy. Uh, even though I was staying five or six days, I'm going to carry on anyway. But uh, it was three flights this time. Wow. So I said, you know what, I'm just going to let it go through so I don't have to deal with it. I'm going to meet people when I get to the Miami airport anyway. I don't have to drag around my stuff. Uh, so I'm going to let it go through. Big mistake. Big mistake again. Why? Uh, I got to um, Dominican Republic Airport, uh, Santiago. Everything in the Dominican Republic functions on a different time everything. They're Dominican time. Big mistake. An hour is a day. A day is a week. Dominican time. A week could be as long as a year. (laughs) So I get there, and um, I fly first class. And uh, usually my bags come out first, and as soon as they didn't come out first, I'm like, oh, no. 
and they'll come out. Maybe they, they did everything backwards or something, and you see all the stuff keeps spinning around, and the same thing's going back, and I'm like, oh, no. And um, luckily, Lito Gomez, LaFleur Dominicana, not luckily for him, his bags didn't come out either. And um, so I look at him, and he goes, your bags didn't come out either? Come with me, because I don't speak Spanish at all. I, I know how to get water and go to the bathroom, and that's about it. I can order a couple of meals, just get getting by. That's it. You eat French fries the entire time. Right. Papas fritas, papas fritas. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, come with me, and he... he checks with them and the, uh, they think our bags are still in Miami I said well oh. the problem is I came from you know from Boston and uh, mine could have been lost he, he had got in on at Miami so his is probably in Miami who the hell knows where mine is so they said they'll have him here tomorrow night oh. so that's actually two days of no clothes and it's not like I can go to the Dominican big and tall man store. Oh, they, they don't, don't have, have that there? <laughs> no, because and neither or they don't have short fat guys in right. the Republic. I'm not tall, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Where are you going with that, Dave? Yeah. So it's, you know, oh, my God. It was so, <sighs> hey, I, anyway, that next night, uh, maybe about 30, 40 hours later, I go there, do the sign of the cross, and there's my bag. Oh, my God. Same clothes? So, so I, yeah, we were in the same clothes for literally two full days. I mean, from 5 o'clock in the morning till the, the next day. The next day through when it's the, late that night. So, anyway, so uh, lots of different cigars. The Pro Cigar Festival. I've gone after the Pro Cigar Festival year after year after year. So I've got their little gift pack, but I never actually sat through the whole thing. Very interesting. But uh, this is the little pack they give you. Pro Cigar Festival 2013, Dominican Republic, Cigar Country. And it's a thing about being very pro-cigar, and uh, they make the best cigars, and everybody patting themselves in the back, and camaraderie between the different manufacturers, which is nice. It is nice. Um, <clears throat> and that's pretty much what it is. They, uh, they talk Spanish all the time, and uh, there's people from all over the world. It's more Europeans than it is, is even Americans. And all the, um, the people working in the cigar companies and the owners and stuff are talking Spanish to each other. And they love loud music and lots of it. So every, every time there was a thing, there was a big show band on there playing Spanish music that I have no idea what it is. You didn't get all doing, salsa, not at all. bachata. They're doing all that stuff. And, yeah, I can just imagine you like sitting in the yeah. corner of the room, not being able to talk to anyone, this loud music that you don't know what they're saying. Yeah, so it, it, you know, at the first one, I'm in the middle of the group somewhere in, the, in, a, in a big uh, function hall. By the, by the second one, I'm at the very corner, the far end, as far as the way you can go. And, uh, you know, the first five minutes, the music's playing. You see the people get up to dance, and you smile, and you're tapping your foot, and you're saying, now fast forward four days into this thing, and I'm in the corner, and I'm like, shut really? up, <laughs> shut up. Am I that old that this music is bothering me that much? But, oh, my God, it was, uh, my brain hurts. Yeah, I, I like the uh, going to the trade shows and stuff better than the fun things. If I understood the, the, uh, the language better, maybe, maybe. You're not really a mushroom. No. You're not a fun guy. I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm all business or whatever, but hey, uh, and business happened, and I'll tell you about that. But let's find a cigar first, like I need a cigar. Last <laughs> night, nonstop, yeah. we, 15, 16 cigars throughout the how day. Many, how many cigars have you guys had, or Dave, like, in the last three days? I, I, I want to go into the past 10 days. Obscene amount. because Over 100? 
Oh, way over. Way over. <laughs> way over. Because he, he brought samples back, and I've been chain-smoking the samples nonstop. Yeah. Since it, I can't imagine what he went through because I got the samples after he smoked all the crap to eliminate it down to just the 10 different kinds of samples. I, I'm really, but no, I'm, you know, and these are special cigars we're going to smoke, but I'm, I'm kind of not looking forward to it. <laughs> I'm honest with you. This really never happens, but you, you can hear it a little in my yeah. voice. I'm, I'm, I'm burned out. Uh, but... Let's do, you do get, it any- when you get tired, do you just stop giving a crap? Like, I just, like, if I get something done today, I, I found out that at 2 o'clock this morning that I'm DJing tonight. This whack job lady, and I God, I hope she's not listening, but was supposed to send me a deposit for tonight. Did not send it. I find out by email that I'm actually DJing tonight. I can't say no to a customer, so I'm going to go, and I'm going to do Plus it. Plus a large amount of money. But I don't care. About the money. I don't care about the gig. I don't care that she's happy and bubbly. I don't care that people are looking forward to you, see me. You will. I just want to punch them all in the throat. Yeah. <laughs> can, can I ask you guys a question? Yeah. And, and this is something I heard this weekend. True. Is it true? Is the customer always right? That was a customer that wrote that. Had to be. Because that was no way the uh, proprietor of the store nor any employee. You know what it up. is? It's not customer's always right or the employee's always right or the store's always right. There are certain people that actually know. So, yeah. for example, when I go in to buy shoes, I sold shoes for five years. I know about shoes. Yeah. If I get the rookie who comes in and tries to tell me that the, the difference between this shoe and that shoe is the, how high the arch is, for example, which is a myth. The arch of the shoe adds nothing to support. Hmm. It's how deep the heel cup is. So if they're going on and on about how high the arch is and how that's going to be supportive, I'm like, you're an idiot. You absolutely do not know anything. I cannot take you seriously. Just get away from me. I'll pick the shoes myself. You can't win a fight with a customer, though. You can't. They, no, all, no, no, they yeah, ultimately you don't wanna, win. You don't want to so go there. So there, in that respect, they're always right. They always win. They yeah. always win. They always win. Yeah, because if that dude really gets up in my face, I'll just be like, listen, I'll go down the street and buy him. I'll buy four times as much from your competitor because right. you're a jerk. Zykar lighter and uh, cutter in the g- gift pack here of uh, 16, sweet 16. Uh, Dominican cigars. I'm going to let you take your pick what you want to have Gentleman here. Gentlemen Chuck Morris, since you are the resident gentleman, why don't you pick first? Here. We have we a, a Partagas. We have a Macanudo 68. We got a Vega Fina. We got a Romeo. We have a Guillermo Leon. Uh, we actually have two of them, a, a thin ring gauge and a thicker ring gauge. Uh, one is a reserve, family reserve. Augusto Reyes, we got a platinum and a gold edition. Uh, I don't know if these things are readily available type cigars or not. We have a Toro Fuente Destino Siglo. Mm. We have a uh, uh, Fuente Fuente Opus X Angel Share. We have a Davidoff Colorado, uh, looks like a Bellicoso in here. We have a Davidoff Pure Dioro. We have uh, Manuel Cusada's um, España and uh, Cusada um, October, it's like Oktoberfest or something like that. Uh, we have Juan Clemente, two Juan Clementes. This is the late, great Juan Clemente who passed away. He, he uh, helped form this organization. He died. And um, they may have said something about these special cigars in here, but again, they weren't speaking in English. So I don't know what they were saying. <laughs> Just you reading those off, I could totally see you down there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was the uh, Fuente one? Fuente. We have two. We have a, a Fuente Siglo... <laughs> Castano Siglo? Sure. Sure. Let's do it. 
All right, we're going to pass that to you. I'm in. That's a rarity. Mr. Jonathan, what would you like? Um, I'll take the uh, Colorado Claro, the Davidoff. Davidoff Colorado Claro. Nobody's going with uh, something they haven't had before. Well, I guess Chuck is. I'm going to have Juan Clemente. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what to expect on this. Uh, I'll tell you something about Juan Clemente. You see the footband on the bottom of the Juan Clemente? Yeah. He was the first one to come out with a footband ever. Ever? On a cigar, yeah. Uh, old Frenchman that uh, made his home in the Dominican Republic, and um, he came. Uh, they actually won't. Two, they, two years ago. They the wouldn't let him in their swimming pools when he first got there. Why is that? What do you mean? They were afraid he was going to go wee-wee all over the place. <laughs> So they wouldn't let him in. Really? Uh, <laughs> by, by the way, our chat box, uh, yeah. loving the banner. That's why you got to watch these broadcasts. Ah. They're noticing. They like it. Yeah, because we, we ended up uh, taking the banner off from behind us. To so expose this yeah. monster of a humidor. So they could see all the cigars behind us. And maybe you, the God's honest truth is I'm too lazy to put the banner up yeah. at this point. It's a pain. But, and and um, why would you be watching the show and not knowing what you were watching? I it wasn't necessary to have the name on anyway, but we have a tablecloth now that says what it is in case, again, you you would only be watching this if you knew you were, what you were watching. Not true. You could stumble across us on Ustream. Could you? You could stumble across us? Yeah, you could be just going and it pops up. Yeah. It could pop oh, up. Oh, I didn't know the, that. Uh, yeah, they like they have like a rotation of... Yeah, uh, it's not a private show by any stretch. Oh. So anyway, Juan Clemente, uh, he came out with uh, a cigar with just a foot band many, many years ago. It didn't have a regular band, although this one has both. Um, and in the, uh, in the 80s, I remember the cigar came out. You see the foot band, and I said, wow, this is different. And it was nice that it held the cigar together like that. The problem was when you took the foot band off, nobody knew what you were smoking. So now they actually went to two cigar bands. But two years ago, Juan Clemente came to the IPCPR trade show that we have every year. And uh, he was in a wheelchair, uh, older man. I don't think he was wheelchair-bound, but so much walking yeah. that he chose the, not wheelchair, the electric scooter yeah. type thing. So I see him on the, on the first day, say hello. And uh, that night I had dinner with um, Hochi Blanco, who, who actually flew up with him, a good friend of his. And um, we were at dinner, and I got a text uh, from somebody that Juan Clemente had died. Ooh. And I said, oh, I just got a text. Uh, uh, it, it seems Juan Clemente passed away. And uh, Hochi said, oh, no, uh, that can't be true. Um, and he starts making phone calls. And the next thing you know, Hochi's out of there. And they were very, very close, and I didn't realize oh, it. Oh, man. Um, and he had to call his sister up. And uh, it was a real ugly thing. that He, he died in, in bed. He went to... Um, Went to the trade show, meeting all his friends and having a good time, and went to bed and never woke up. So I guess not so bad. I mean, if you're going to do it. Yeah. If you're going to go, be around your friends. Be yeah. Well, you're you going to go. Do, yeah, you're going to go. go at some point. That's it. So Not that you have a choice. So that was Juan Clemente anyway. Uh, last night, our March Madness sale. This is an um, event we've been doing for, my God, probably 15 years. It all stemmed from um, tax season. That um, we, we went from a um, two guys smoke shop went from a partnership into a corporation, and not realize you regret that move. It, it, it's there, and, and corporations are there for protections for other reasons. 
So the lawyer said in the accountants, this is what to do. So we, we ended up making that move. And that is it year, better for them that you made the move? I'm or sure. Is it actually it's better, better for, for them, too. But uh, <clears throat> charge me more. Because now every little mistake I make costs us countless hours in paying accountants to fix it. Yeah, it's got to be right. So the accountant says at the end of the year, uh, at this time of the year, uh, 15 years ago, uh, yeah, you owe $100,000 in taxes. And I laughed at him because um, I think I was getting paid thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 a year, and I owed $100,000, and I said... You know, you, you you carried the one and you shouldn't have, or you you added a zero. So yeah, I got so, you. Yeah, yeah so I got wrong. you. And, and he's looking at me like I'm crazy, and he says, no, no, you know, we go over the stuff. Good, you owe $100,000. And I go, man, you got it wrong. You know, redo that thing. It's not even close. Yeah. You know, maybe I owe $10,000, uh, which would be absurd, but okay. Nope, you owe $100,000. And I said, how could this be? And he said, um... You have a lot more inventory than you had before. And this is what I did. I mean, people see all the inventory I have, and um, I'm not cash rich at all by any means. I chose cigars and property and whatever. And I'm not, not complaining. I'm not doing bad. But I have lots of inventory. Well, my inventory that previous year apparently went from uh, went up a few hundred thousand dollars in inventory. And that became, in an S-corporation, that inventory became profit. Even though I don't have any money for it, I didn't sell it. It's profit. And I said, I didn't sell it. How could I ever pay the thing? He says, have a big sale, blow it out of cost or less than cost, whatever, turn it into cash, and pay your taxes. And I'm like, that is, that's ridiculous. And there's no way I'm going to end up being able to do those kind of numbers. You know, how am I going to turn that stuff? He says, just have a big sale and blow it out. But that's from last year, though, right? I mean, you're paying, paying taxes on last, last year's year? inventory. Right. So if you sell it now... Aren't you kind of benefiting yourself for the year ahead for next year? By not making money? Yeah, I guess you don't have to pay tax if you don't make no, money. No, no, I'm saying I'm saying you're selling your you're blowing out your inventory to get you know, to reduce yeah. your tax rate. No, no, not to reduce my tax rate, to pay the tax. Oh, to pay the tax. I don't have the money. How do you earn I was earning say forty thousand a year, I had to pay a hundred thousand tax. I pay tax every week. I paid quarterlies. See, I thought you were getting rid of the inventory to reduce no, the inventory I got, to reduce I got, the I got tax. this major problem uh, where I like to eat and I have I need <laughs> money to eat and, and you can't get a hundred squeeze a hundred thousand out of forty thousand. No. <laughs> it's impossible. It's called the new math. I follow yeah. you. So I ended up uh, wow. having a big sale, make, making a hundred thousand dollars coming in. To give to Uncle Sam. Get, gave it to Uncle Sam. And it's been happening every year ever since. So what do we do? Why do we do this? We take uh, product, not bad product. There's nothing wrong. Everything's in perfect condition yeah. and humidified and everything. But it's maybe a certain size of a certain brand that, that hasn't been selling. Maybe it's a whole line of a certain things that the cigars are fine. It just doesn't sell. And we keep accurate uh, records of this. And we look at it and say, okay, this let's just turn it into cash. Yeah. And people like the uh, running of the brides. They, you saw it. Uh, Unbelievable. <laughs> Out in the street, you got there and over an hour early. I was there almost two hours early, and People. there were four dudes standing at the thing. I took a picture of it. <laughs> two, two, two hours, hours early before the two doors hours open. Before the doors open. Wow! And, and there's people there. By the time the doors opened, wow. all the way down the road, and they, they were parking. You know, we we only have so much parking, so there's parking at every single other people's stores and things like that. And boom, you open the door, and literally. 
200 people coming right 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 off the bat we went to uh thousands of uh, customers we would do a customer a minute for you know two registers and Danging it out, it's, uh, you know, seven-figure days, well deep into the seven-figure days. And uh, that's it. We, we made a whole bunch of money. The accountant was there. He comes every year. He comes. And uh, you got it? And I said, yeah, I got it. We, we got it in the first three hours this year. But uh, <laughs> tremendous. It was tremendous. tremendous. No money, no profit. It's not a profitable thing, but we got rid of like a Band-Aid. <clears throat> we get rid of the bad stuff yep. right away, and that's it. It's over, and we look forward to the first Friday in March next year, and that's when it'll be. And uh, for the record, yeah, I don't look forward to the first Friday in March anymore. Yeah, it's a I, lot of work. I kind of dread it. So it, not only getting ready the night before, we did Club Madness, we call it. We do it for the private club members. We allow them in an hour. Uh, at the end of the night after we close on Thursday night, we let them in. we able to test uh, to make sure that the program's working, it's given the discounts and all the stuff. So it's a good test for us. It's a good little spiff for them that they get first dibs at some of these rare deals that, you know, maybe there's only a handful of boxes of a certain thing. They can grab it if they want. But the majority of people, they're lined up in the morning, and uh, it went from uh, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m., and then we cleaned up after, and then we went and ate a god-awful uh, food brutal. after that, bad food, brutal. and we chain smoke through it, and then uh, get up in the morning and say, "Oh, let's do a radio show and smoke cigars." Yeah, let's, yeah, let's do, do that. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> so, so I'll be honest there. with you, I, I love the show, and I and I love smoking, and I love coming to the cigar store this morning. Hurt I would right I, I would have loved a couple of hours more sleep. And you went from the Dominican, yeah, right, right into March Madness, yeah, right into the cigar yeah. party, yeah. So that's where we're at, and if it's... Uh, You're going home after the show, right? I think I am. Yeah. I'm, I'm man enough to be able to say, you got me. I think you earned you it. You know? I think you earned yeah. it. Yeah? Yeah. I'm hurt. My legs are hurting me. We're standing on cement floor all day, and... Just <clears throat> because he's probably going to go home and take a nap, I think I may have to 86 nap off my plans for the day, <laughs> and then just go to work tonight, and then that'll put me a leg up on David, which is the whole goal for everything. Always a competition. Always. This Juan Clemente is bitey. It's unfair to even judge a cigar today, but it's bitey and it's hurting my throat. <laughs> my Davidoff didn't draw very well because it was a perfecto, so there was a pointy end on it that I had to burn through. These are probably awesome cigars that should have been saved for a perfect, but I did, we came back from them, I saved them for that, and that's it. Yeah, they gave us cigars, through, you know, this wasn't... The only cigar. Every time you went to something, yeah. it was a different cigar thing. And we'll get into the coffee uh, tasting that yeah, we did there, nice. uh, blending with uh, different cigars. And uh, I, uh, While yeah. you were at the Pro Cigar Festival, I came up with three rules for the Cigar Authority. The three rules for the Cigar Authority? The three authority. rules for the Cigar Authority. Okay. Well, to listen to it or... The, the, just the rules. Okay, just the rules. These, These are the, the rules. rules. The so rules. We, All right. You may want to take notes, you guys at home, people in our listening audience here. Take notes. Just pay people, attention. People right here that are listening live. Both to of us. them. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I would like. I would like everyone to know that rule number one for the Cigar Authority is whatever you do in life will eventually come back to you, good and bad. Okay. This is a rule. Rule number two: you cannot breathe through your nose while sticking out your tongue. Rule number three, every single one of you just did number two. And then there's, those are the rules yeah. for the cigar authority. <laughs> Freddie's pretending rule. like he did, but he did. <laughs> yeah, he did. He turned his head. Yeah. Knocked it in. 
Uh, fun and games here. I think we should go to break. we got a guest coming up. Oh, yes. Okay, so let's go to break because when we come back, Jim Robinson, who's a real professional, uh, thecigarstation.com will join us. We and probably they, just they, got ourselves kicked off the cigar There we go. Apparently, it's not all about the Cigar Authority. Uh, they play music and do other stuff, too. So, uh, uh, But they do have the Cigar Authority on there anyway. So more specials, uh, including uh, one-of-a-kind pro cigars coming up, events, and lots more. So stick around, everybody. We'll be back in just a minute. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This is Andy Green from Ashton Distributors, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. Uh, what does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch... It was love at first sight. Details. I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a mid... a dwarf. Uh, a little person. No, she's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen this before. Louie! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. Flor de Lorraine Cigars, simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Flor de Lorraine, stop missing out. Mr. Jonathan, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. Jonathan, a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com, your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper. Fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, Those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. You're listening to David Garofalo and Mr. Jonathan on the Cigar Authority. 
and they wanted me to tell you about the Cigar Station. It's the world's first 24-7 radio station, custom programmed for cigar smokers and lovers of the good life. Enjoy cool tunes from familiar artists. Everyone from Van Morrison, Phil Collins, and Dave Matthews, to Paul Simon, Sade, and Tony Bennett. And stay informed with Cigar College, Cigar News and Reviews, and Smoke Breaks. Interviews with cigar-loving celebrities and industry personalities. Give us a listen. The Cigar Station at thecigarstation.com. There was a time when cigars were the hallmark of elegance and success. In this time gone by, the aficionado would revel in opening a beautiful box, only to find their favorite celebratory smoke emblazoned with a heritage-laden band. It's time to put the bundle down and travel back to this golden age. For your voyage, may we humbly suggest the only cigar worthy of being packaged in a handmade marble box. Berlin Wall Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. This is Joe Cusano from CNC Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. We're back. We are live, back, baby. Live. You guys smoke we're not all live, live, but we're live. Not alive. We're here. We're hanging in. The show must go on, but we're tired. Uh, we're smoking cigars from the Dominican Republic at Pro Cigar Festival. This is a great cigar. You got a great this one? This is a good one, guys. What do you got? This is the Toro Fuente. Yep. Uh... You think your Spanish is bad? There we go. Yeah, it's Siglo something, right? Yeah, Siglo. Uh, yeah, I'm so sorry, I can't pronounce this. D. Stino, D. Sino. Okay. Siglo. We'll take your word for it. Yeah, it's right. fantastic. Yeah, I nice have never, mild. I have never smoked it, so uh, you're smoking something I never tried before. And Mr. Jonathan's smoking a Davidoff uh, Double Claro, something. Yeah, yeah, you've had before. Yep. Yeah. Good. And I'm smoking a Juan Clemente, the late great Juan Clemente cigar. Be honest with you, I'm not enjoying it. Uh, it looked like a uh, like it was going to be a mild cigar, but it's a it's a bit ha- harsh on uh, on my palate right now. But you know what? It's unfair to say it. We give you an Atabi right now, and you'd be like, Yeah, oh. it's unfair to say it because I've I've had enough. But uh, I will. The show will go on because we are trying to be professionals. But on the line with us is the ultimate professional. Ultimate professional. This is the, these guys are the real radio the man guys. Himself. This is it. They, he's the co-founder of. TheCigarStation.com, a station uh, for cigar lovers, a radio station for cigar lovers that we listen to all the time. So are you on the air, Jim? I am here. Good afternoon. Can Good afternoon okay? to you. I yeah. can. I can. You Listen come to with those pipes. That's it. I wanted, uh, I wanted to uh, propose rule number four. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and that is quit lying about rule number two. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Okay, because it can be done. Well, we, David actually owes me twenty bucks because I bet him I could get thirteen thousand people all at one time to stick their tongue out, yeah. and I win. <laughs> so, uh, Jim, we we had you on before uh, the station actually launched out a couple of years ago, and uh, you and your uh, co-founding partner Ken um, said that uh, you were putting a station together just for uh, to be really played in cigar shops and people who love cigars. But talk about a niche market. Why did you do such a thing? Well, uh, I've said it before. We're not aficionados. We're radio guys who really like a good smoke. But um, we thought people in their uh, man caves, their babe caves, 
and cigar lounges and stores and any environment where one might relax and have a cigar, they needed a soundtrack. Uh, yeah. My partner Ken called me, uh, oh, geez, a couple of years ago from L.A. and said, hey, I just came out of uh, my favorite store and I noticed I didn't have any music in there. Could we build a radio station for cigar smokers? Wow. And, and that's I interesting. Mean, it's, <laughs> it's, so, it's so high concept that, uh, I mean, I was all over it. So I built a playlist of, uh, you know, our, our deal is cool tunes and premium smokes. I built a playlist of uh, music targeted to about a 50-year-old male. That would be the sweet spot. And, and Mr. And Jonathan. It, yeah. It includes, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it includes light classic rock, a little bit of jazz, a little bit of blues, uh, some lounge. Uh, uh, it's all pretty mellow. It's it's for that relaxing experience yeah. when you come home yes, from work and you you kick back and you, you hop in your favorite chair and pour a, a a beverage that you like and light up your favorite stogie. Uh, it's just nice to have in the background. Uh, I also have uh, created a, a, a several categories of cigar content: uh, cigar college, cigar reviews that uh, we get from um, uh, Doc Diaz out at Stogie Fresh yes. in, nice. uh, in uh, California. And uh, uh, we've got uh, uh, updates from IPCPR. We forged some really good relationships with uh, some of the cigar lobbies, IPCPR, uh, Cigar Rights of America, uh, California Cigar Association. They're, they're all, um, uh, like I say, in relationships with us. We support them, they support us. Uh, we've got uh, Cigar, uh, I mentioned Cigar College, Cigar Reviews, Interviews, um, and, and News of the Industry, Cigar News. So, so there's a lot of content on there of interest to cigar smokers and uh, a great musical balance to just kick back and, and light one up. We, we yeah, launched no. in August of uh, 2011. Um, and things are starting to come together. We're, we're, we've built a, a, a really decent audience. We're probably in 200 cigar stores. We, uh, we're probably reaching 300,000 uh, uh, wow. listeners a month. And um, we're starting to put some money on the book. So, so things are, uh, are coming along really nicely for us. Now, what I find interesting, I'm a disc jockey myself. And sometimes I just don't have the time or the desire or I'm just sick of my own stuff. And I just don't want to put together a playlist to kick back and relax. Uh, and the only complaint I have is uh, sometimes Sunday nights is the only time I have to kick back and smoke a cigar at my house. And I go to put on your station and there's these dudes talking about cigars. <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck? I yeah, wanted to just yeah. chill out and listen to music. i got to listen to myself. That's really my only complaint uh, is yeah, that your schedule doesn't match up to mine perfectly. <laughs> well, we do, what we do, by the way, is we run the Cigar Authority uh, the uh, next week. You'll hear this show next Sunday at 11 yes. a.m. and 11 p.m. And, uh, you know, what I can su suggest is just, just get started a little earlier. Uh, yeah. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to tell my gigs to end sooner on Sunday nights. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. 
So, so uh, the, the music is awesome, and I'm 52 year old. It, it's perfect mm-hmm. for me. Uh, and um, when we have it playing in the store, uh, and, and you do mention, the, you know, you basically your call letters and say you're listening to the cigar station that comes on. But people will hear like a, a few good songs in a row, and they go, "Hey, what station is this?" Uh, like they, they're going to get it on the, in their yeah. car, and I said, "Well, you, the way you have to do it is you have to go onto your computer to do it." But when, and when I do that in my own office, um, and you know get to my computer and I and I uh, put you guys on when I when I get to my computer uh, I also see in print that you put all these news uh, flashes of what's happening in the cigar industry so it's it's the place to go to find out what's happening uh, live time uh, in the cigar industry it's a it's a good blog place to be well we try to stay current and uh, we, we have pages for uh, blogs that you can just click on and yep. go to your favorite blog. Uh, we do uh, cigar news on the site. Um, what we really would like to encourage your listeners to do is to log on to thecigarstation.com. It couldn't be easier. Thecigarstation.com. And, and click on the Join Us tab. Uh, sign up. There's no charge. Uh, we're not going to uh, beat you up with, with spam. Uh, but what happens is when you sign up, you're eligible for all of our monthly drawings. And we draw for cigars this month. We've got some Cordoba and Morales. Um, what do we got? Uh, oh, Family Reserve uh, Torpedoes. We're giving away a box of those this month. Uh, last month, we gave away a cigar, a cigar ink portrait by uh, designer yes. and cigar enthusiast uh, Kimball Hall. So that looks pretty cool. We're giving away something, yeah. and all you all you need to do is sign up one time, and and you're in you're in all of our drawings. So now, Jim, uh, is there any any thoughts for the future in the world that we live in now, where everyone's got a smartphone? You essentially have a radio tuner right on your hip, 24/7. Do you guys have an app already in the works, or do you oh, have no, the thoughts we, of we having have an app? app? We have apps. We've had apps uh, for the last she's uh, year and a half. For uh, uh, iPhones and uh, Droids, I missed uh, I missed it completely. I'm going on because then I can get it right on my phone. Oh, I got it on mine. Oh, sure. It's on, it's on yeah. now. Yeah. Jerk, you should have told me. What do you mean? We you you listen to the update. station; they mention it. We yeah. just did an update on our uh, Android app that looks great, and uh, uh, the iPhone app. One thing you got to love about is. Apple is that they're consistent. <laughs> that that yeah. app works great as well. So, uh, yeah, uh, you can take us anywhere you are. Plug in. and That's David playing with his app. He just figured out how to use his iPhone. I use it all the time. <laughs> he opened up Foursquare first, just for the record. Now he can't shut it off. <laughs> well, that, that's always a problem anyway. But. Well, I guess I'd better, I'd better write a promo for our apps because uh, yeah. if you didn't know about them, I'm not doing my job. I, so. I, completely, I completely missed it. I'm so pumped. Now I'm going to be... Uh, when we go to commercial, I'm downloading that thing right now. Yeah, I get in All my right. car and then I can I can plug plug that it right in. in. Yeah, I plug it in and I can then I don't have to, to wait until Sunday nights. And then I and every once in a while I hear a promo for the Cigar Authority and it makes me smile and I'm happy. I no, go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's well, good. So you you have been you have been a uh, a, a pro, uh, programmer for top stations across America since the 70s. Um, oh, yeah, I, I started in radio in 1971. Wow. On a, little, uh, a little top 40 AM in Salem, Oregon. But uh, wow. I'd like to say I have 10 hometowns 
for for one reason I can't hold a job, uh, <laughs> and I just I've worked at some great some great stations in uh, a lot of markets: uh, the Bay Area, Seattle, Portland, uh, San Antonio, Austin, Tampa, uh, Baltimore. In your uh, kind of in your region, that's as far uh, east as I've gone. It's close, yeah. Uh, and uh, I, you know, I landed in Minneapolis to to program a station here in 1992, and uh, I kind of resigned myself. I'm married to a to a gal who's a, a native of South Minneapolis, and we always tend to gravitate back here. I think I've made my last move, though, guys. I'm, yeah. I, uh, I'm, I'm getting to an age where moving is just not an option anymore. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. You end up with too much junk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's a good time to purge, I'll tell you that. Yeah, you acquired too much stuff over the years. So when you go from station to station, when you did go from station to station, did you bring your uh, favorite music with you, or did you go there and say, this market needs top 40 and this market needs oldies, and change it up as you would go to a different station? How does that work? Well, usually the owners and management had some idea of what they either were doing or wanted to do, and uh, I could come in and execute. I mean... Uh, no matter what it was. So you, all of a sudden you got the cowboy hat on and you say, okay, I'm a cowboy station now. Let me learn everything to know about uh, the country. I never did country, but I did. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, you I, say I, that I, with, a, with, a, with, a, with some uh, a firmness in your voice there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, I don't have anything against country. I just never made okay. time to crack, crack the genre. But I, I've worked uh, different kinds of rock formats. Uh, different kinds of adult contemporary formats and, and a smooth jazz. Uh, uh, there's a format adult contemporary. Play. Adult contemporary mm -hmm. always has sounded to me like it was a porno soundtrack. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. It's just a, <laughs> anytime yeah, yeah. someone in my life has ever said adult contemporary, I always think of Bow Chicka Wow Wow, and then yeah, yeah. it's over. <laughs> well, the music sounds that way too. <laughs> right yeah, there? right. Even better. <laughs> So over the years, uh, at the radio stations, you must have met the, the, the greats that would have to come in and, and try to promo their albums and things like that, especially in the early days. I have met with some rock stars, absolutely. Yeah? Did you benefit at all from payola? That's the major question, I think, David, skirting around. <laughs> so, so what you're trying to do here is get me to uh, admit... The <laughs> statute of limitations is way over on that. Yeah. No, I never... It, no. no. Payola... Payola was uh, was kind of a thing of the uh, 50s and 60s. All right, so you get in the 70s, so yeah. Now. All right, so you have to you have to work for a living nowadays. Absolutely. What a shame, because I would have taken the money. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you guys sound like a couple of criminals. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and it's the best endorsement we've had all year so far. You're, uh, not, taking so, any, you're not taking any free cigars, are you? Yes, we'll take free cigars. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely would. I don't know if I'd give them better ratings because of it or anything. No, David's like talking trash about the one he got for free in his hand right, right. now. <laughs> oh, man, I heard it. Yeah. Yeah. You put a cigar in our hands, you're at our mercy. That's it. It's just whatever it is. So, so uh, is there any uh, guys out there that you, in music that uh, you, you're blown, blown away by and is your favorite guy, you know, meet, meeting somebody and, uh, you know, maybe it's even somebody that didn't make it big but should have made it big or anything like that? Uh, I, you know, I had, a, I had nice meetings with uh, 
David Bowie and Robert Plant. Robert Plant is a favorite of mine from from Led okay. Zeppelin and and yeah. plus his his uh, um, his new album with Alison Krauss is really good. Oh, that's great. Uh, it's not really that new good. though. It's about three years old, but that's okay. Well. <laughs> try, to, try to stay up. Yeah, um, yeah. Has he has he come out with one since then? Uh, that I, I should know so, about. Yes. Really? Uh, ah, see, you're dealing with a pro over here. He's the, he's like the real he pu- deal. He pushes this stuff on me, like because I don't know the answers <laughs> to it, and he acts like he's a smart, smart guy. Yeah. But uh, he's he's not all that smart. We know we know That's that. I actually I dis- I discovered Robert Plant because I like Alison Krauss. It wasn't the other way around. Ah, really? All right. I got right. into Robert Plant because of Alison Krauss. Wow. Uh, so while the Osborne on stage once. Nice. Wow. In, in, nice. In, in, uh, in uh, Seattle, probably 19, I want to say, 83. Oh, um, during the heyday here. This is biting the biting the head off sure. the bat and everything. Nice. Awesome. Eddie so everything. Buddy, I, I always, I always uh, am happy to see him doing commercials because. Uh, oh, the Geico commercials on, kill me. Yeah, he's on the payroll. So. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, he's, he's making money in. Uh, you know, he hasn't he hasn't done a song in many years, right? No, he hasn't had a hit in a long time. But but you know, he's he, he's got uh, a cottage industry going on of of uh, classic rock artists and uh, nostalgia shows. So he'll always be working because he's because he has yeah. such a string of hits in, in the seventies and eighties. So sure, sure, you know how to get a hold of these guys? Is it, or they or they usually get a hold of you they get a hold of the programmer or do you go search these people out to try to bring them in well in the in the day they they would they would drop by uh they they'd set up an, an interview uh because they're always working a record it's like you know appearing on uh, david letterman uh they're yeah. always on there for some reason they're pitching something a movie or a play or uh but that's that's where uh we'd encounter these guys is is in uh is in the studio. If I wanted to hire one of these groups, uh, you know, we're, we're having uh, in, in our own store, we're giving away um, a DeLorean for um, our <laughs> anniversary party that we're having. So, you know, looking at the soundtrack of Back to the Future, it was Huey Lewis in the News. And sure. I said to myself, geez, I'm going to see if I can get a hold of these, these guys and see what it would end up uh, uh, costing to get them um, you know, they haven't had a hit in a long time, but then I saw them um, on a uh, pro football game doing the national anthem, and they sounded actually great, a cappella. Oh, great. So um, they're still, yeah? I would, uh, I would Google Huey Lewis Management Booking Agency. Okay. And it'll take you right to it. Yeah, they do a killer version of It's All Right, a cappella. Unbelievable. Oh, sure. Really? Well, Unbelievable. They were, they were uh, a, a kind of an a cappella group in the beginning. Uh, now, now uh, Huey had stopped by uh, uh, a radio station in San Jose I work for, KSJO. He, he came by there on a number of occasions and, and did interviews. And, you know, he'd pitch a show and pitch a new album. And um, yeah, Seems I, like I, a good know, guy. He, Oh, he is a great guy, and if you keep if you, you keep bringing up names of, of of artists from that era, there's a fair chance that I've run into him somewhere. All right, nice. 
And and on the uh, the cigar station, uh, there hasn't been any of that yet. You, you haven't found any um, um, musical talent that would that's big into cigar smoking or anything that would would want to connect themselves. Uh, because smoking is is such a uh, you know nobody wants to touch a type of thing. Have you found that, or have you attempted to make that happen? You know, I I haven't really uh, reached out to a lot of artists yet. Um, I think it's probably time because there are guys out there that I, I know uh, enjoy a good smoke and would be happy to talk about it. I don't know that the smoking stigma uh, really matters because the uh, uh, the cigar station is about smoking, so. I don't. Uh, right, right. Well, I, I wondered if that's the way it is. Although I see still on Cigar Aficionado, they still get celebrities to uh, put their face on there. And I, I always Absolutely. wondered if, uh, if you know, some of them have said to them, and i got to imagine it's happened, that, no, I'm not going to have anything to do. I'm not going to put my face uh, on the cover. But, you know, uh, people smoke cigars. And uh, why would they say uh, they don't? Or maybe you could get someone like Avo to record a special two-minute piano subversion or something, or E.P. Carrillo to play the drums. Yeah, do you, do you know, do you realize how many people in the cigar industry, the manufacturers that, that are um, musicians themselves? I mean, Nick Perdomo uh, was a drummer for the Pointer Sisters. You got Avo Yavazian with Strangers in the Night. Wait and, one uh, second. For the Pointer Sisters? For the Pointer Sisters, yeah. He was a drummer for the Pointer Sisters. For every song. Well, like he went on tour with them. He went on tour with oh, them. Oh, he was like the, the band. So, yeah, he was the band. Unbelievable. Uh, I did not know well, that. Yep. Did, he do the one, did he do the wang dang doodle all night long? I don't know. Going to have to ask his wife. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the, uh, what is the um, near future plans uh, for, for hearing something different on the station? Any, any changes we're going to see uh, as we listen to, uh, to the station? You know, I try to keep it pretty familiar. Um, I just got a, a, an email from a listener that said, we listen to you all the time in our store. We're starting to hear some repetition. So uh, uh-huh. it's time for me to to delve into the playlist and start uh, uh, adding some tunes and, and resting some tunes, kind of platooning them in and out, and uh, just freshen well, up the help. a little bit. Sure. All right, this is Jim Robinson on uh, from the CigarStation.com. Thank you so much for coming on with us. Thank you for playing this Fakata show that you play for us every week. I appreciate you doing it because it helps us out. And if there's anything we can ever do to help you guys out, uh, please ask because uh, we'd love Thank to do you. it. I, uh, I, I so appreciate the uh, support. I, I, it's great to talk to you guys. All right, thank you so much. Uh, We're going to go to break. When we come back, uh, we're going to look at more cigars from Pro Cigar Festival and light them up and uh, tell you more about uh, who I met there and uh, what plans are happening in the cigar industry. Uh, Gentleman Chuck Morrison tells us how to be more gentlemanly and lots more when we return. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Cigar Group, El Tiante Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network.
This is David Garofalo of Two Guys Smoke Shop, and we're proud to say Two Guys is the largest family-owned cigar retailer in America. I've been there many times before, Dave, and it's true. It is stogie heaven. Two Guys has three locations, all conveniently located off Exit 1 and all right over the Taxachusetts border in New Hampshire. Take Route 93 to Salem, Route 95 to Seabrook, or Route 3 to Nashua, because for cigars, every highway leads to Two Guys Smoke Shop. Two Guys Rock. Two guys rock with a million choices in Stogie Heaven. There's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border. Coincidentally, huh? It's no accident, and just one of the reasons Two Guys is the largest cigar retailer in America. Two guys rock. Another reason could be our cigar selection. Again, the biggest and best, I'm proud to say. Make the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free Salem, Nashua, or Seabrook, New Hampshire. Or find them on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. It's stogie heaven. You like Robusto, I'll take a Toro. You like Oscuro, I'll take Maduro. You like Perfecto, I'll take Torpedo. Sit back, relax, it's Two Guys time. Two Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Now, who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yeah, it costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair, genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. All right, listen up. If you've been feeling stuck in life, unmotivated, procrastinating, and just flat-out frustrated with the same old results and routines, consider this your wake-up call. The fact of the matter is you control your destiny, not your boss, your company, the government, or anyone else outside of yourself. With responsibility comes power. My name is Chuck Morrison, owner and founder of MakingMountainsMove.com. Since 2009, I've been helping ordinary people from around the globe achieve extraordinary results. Authors, app developers, business owners, speakers, trainers, coaches, all just ordinary people until they plugged into the Triple M movement. Now it's your turn. This is about unleashing your legacy. If you've ever had that calling, that burning desire to raise your game and start living life at a higher level, the wait is finally over. End the frustration. Crush the procrastination. Say goodbye to fear, doubt, and worry forever. Check out the fastest growing movement inside the personal development industry. Check out Making Mountains Move.
In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action. Adventure. And bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. Friday Night Lights. Mike and Mike in the morning. The home team with Matt Peralt. ESPN New Hampshire. 1250 WGAM Manchester. 900 WGHM Nashua. This is Eric Newman from the J.C. Newman Cigar Company, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This This is The Cigar Authority. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. The authority on everything cigar. Respect my authority. Who got the lighter? In and out of the cigar industry with your hosts. David Garofalo. I'm here from downtown. I'm here from Mitch and Murray. And I'm here on a mission of mercy. Mr. Jonathan. He's confident, smart, witty, dynamic, a monster. And Chuck Morrison. This is a hard job, so I was working at McDonald's. It's time to light him up. It's time for the Cigar Authority. It's the Catalina wine mixer. It's about to get all stupid up in here! We're going to have to put the coffee down because we just drank 12 cups of coffee in one hour. Wow. That, yeah. was, that pot was 12 cups, and we've been pounding coffee down. <laughs> I'm not so pounding anything down. I'm drinking it just a little tiny bit little, at a time. He's drinking in a bowl, not a cup. It has a, a handle. It has a handle. It's a bowl with a handle. I'm doing little half and cups. Little half cups, which has got to be six cups <laughs> at a time. Well, I mean, literally, it's sitting here. Did you even get a cup of no, coffee? I you didn't, didn't even. I didn't. So me and you, 12 yep. cups All in you one guys, hour. It's a party. And that would be if we had six apiece. And uh, I think you had more than me. Has it helped? Did. did it wake you up? It did. Yeah. It did. Coffee's the best. And while we were down in the Dominican Republic, um, Cafe Sano did a, um exhibition or whatever. It was classroom style. Everybody was like a classroom. And they did a pairing, cigar and coffee pairings. And they had blind cigars previous to before I got there. And they had uh, all brought by the different manufacturers and said, which one do you want to match up with your different roasts? So they ended up picking them, and then it, uh, at, the, at the event, um, they taught you how to taste the coffee and then light the cigar and uh, little was nuts there, in between, just like... Um, was there cupping? They didn't get deep into it. This was like a one-on-one type of thing. I've been through the cupping thing before. You have been. But um, coffee cupping? and cigars... It's just disgusting kind of, drinking out of someone's cup, though. It's gross. What? Never mind. No. <laughs> oh. What is coffee cupping? It's you know when they slurp it, they get um, they get the coffee grounds, they put it in, they pour hot water over the coffee grounds, not through a filter or anything like that, and they mix it up and let it settle a little bit so that the grounds drop a little bit. Then you get a spoon and you get the spoon and quick you'll go. Just the water, right? Not the ground. Coffee, no grounds. Yeah. And then like that. 
and then you open your mouth and close your mouth real quick, tapping your, your tongue to your roof of your mouth, and that's the taste. That, 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 you know, very, very hot water, too, but that's what you're uh, getting the taste. You, like, you wake up your, your taste buds it's by hot. slapping I mean, them against the roof yeah. of your mouth, plus the, the water's hot. Yeah. It gets you all... And awake and happy. And, and that's how they taste. You know, like we would do a whole bunch of cigars at once or something. They'll have ten different yeah. coffees. And, you know. But you guys weren't doing this here. You guys no, just, no. This was just 101 type That's of, coffee 202. Ah. Yeah. Whole different thing, Chuck. All right. But I'm it was learning. awesome. It, it was, uh, everybody learning. seemed very, very interested, uh, as we are with the Cafe Sano stuff. And um, they had stations set up at all the cigar factories. Uh, in the morning when you got there, they, they were making cappuccinos and coffees and espressos for everybody. At each thing, there they were with the stand set up. And All the baristas, Cafe Sano, Cafe Sano. Just got the, got and the show And everybody's loving the it. Then they do the, the tasting thing, and everybody coming up and saying, we want to buy, you know, bags of this. Can we get, you know, how big can we get it? And they say, yeah, it's not for sale. Yeah, you can't get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't have it. <laughs> it's awesome. It is awesome, but... <laughs> It's only awesome because we have it. Yeah. It really is awesome coffee. Like, it is. I have, I have one. Mike Cusano, I know you're listening. I have one pound left. I'm out. They gave everybody Cafe Sano mugs with, with the different blends, little uh, um, ground coffee in it. Um, and they were giving coffee away left and right to drink, but just the little ones that you take home with you and stuff. And people wanted to buy five-pound bags, ten-pound bags. Scoop? You got a scoop? You got any info here? Nothing. 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 Nothing at all. Chuck, the scoop is it's not for sale. It's so good, you it, can't get it. Right? Mike Cusano, who's like the businessman of businessmen, he knows how to create hype around a oh, brand, yeah. creates the hype. And then there's no sale. And you can't get it's it. the craziest and, thing and I've ever seen. And it's not like there's a back end of this thing that I, I see anywhere in sight. Like yeah, uh, no one's nope, paying gonna, to put the coffee out. <laughs> you would have thought maybe the first of the year it was going to happen. Yeah. You know, it was all that hype beforehand. And at Christmas time, they all I mean, came. we had this at your two guys' anniversary yeah. party. That was when I first learned of it. So that was August. Yeah. Everybody got free bags of it, right? Yeah. You can't buy it. And everybody's saying, you know, there were 500 people there. So I, I got to imagine 100 of those people came up to me and said, mm. it was awesome coffee. How do, can I buy it from you? Nope. I would be surprised. Where can I buy it from? If nowhere. Everyone <laughs> didn't go up. The coffee really is. It stands apart from all other coffees. It is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. And you know I'm a freak about it. Yeah. I get my coffee privately roasted. I pick the blend that yeah, yeah. I want, and I say to the guy, sometimes I'm paying upwards of $50 a pound sure. because I wanted a certain kind of coffee, and he's got a special order it. I pay way in advance. I have to buy an obscene amount. and There's nothing like good coffee. Cafe yeah. Sano, it, for starters, it's free, and yeah. <laughs> it's phenomenal. Because you can't buy it. That's you can't it. buy it. It makes it even more valuable. Yeah. Uh, they have a customer that they sell uh, most, most of it too, which is Javalier. And if you go to Javalier and you see Cremora coffee, that's one of the coffees they make. That is not Cafe Sano, though, but Cremora is uh, his trademark also that he gives to um, Javalier. Or leases it to him. Yeah, or whatever. however that works. Um, and I've tasted that coffee also, and it's different, but very, very good. It's their number one seller of all Javalier products. Cremora is the, the best-selling one. Dominican Republic, and that's that's that too. So, that's another option anyway. But Cafe so, Sano, I want because I can't have it. Just so everyone knows, you're listening to the Cigar Authority, the only syndicated radio show in New England, the U.S. and yes, the world that is always broadcast on location, and it's the only show that doesn't just allow smoking, 
We want you smoking a long So we can uh, ask the music is going. Maybe is there, that was the. Is there a ghost? <laughs> uh, the ghost of Christmas past. Uh, all right, so we got uh, more cigars. We got to do this. All right. Shock's okay. Oh, come on. The... All right, I can do it. This, I, I am. You want to keep going with that? Oh, it's fantastic. All right, Chuck's going to keep all right. this. He's loving his fantastic cigar. I, I was not crazy about mine at you all. You pick first this time. I don't want the pressure. All right, because he went with Fuente. I'm going to go with Fuente, too. All right, and I'm going to have, I never had this. Angel's Share. You just took the, the pressure off of me. I was going to end up going for that one. You so want it? No. You can have it. No, I don't. I'm probably not going to enjoy it as much I'm as glad, I would be. I'm glad you took it off my plate. Let me take a look at this here. We've got... Uh, yeah, listen names again. You've got to realize our audience cycles as they're listening on the radio. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they do. Don't, everybody doesn't stay well, with bated breath every second. The diehards do. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the, the true fans. I feel like if you just came in and you didn't start at the beginning, we shouldn't have to rehash anything for you. you loser, you should have <laughs> turned <laughs> on right noon. from the beginning. I don't even know what this is. I've never had it before. I'm going to try it. This is... Uh, Written in cursive. <laughs> what I are you saying? I actually, I don't care what it is. I, I care. All right. You fi figure out what it is. Well, got to look He's at gotta it. He's got to see it. Uh, yeah, your eyes are not as good as wow, mine. It's and you really can't bad. Read it. Yeah, man. it's terrible. It's, uh... No, if you can't write your name on the band reserved, then you don't get to, you don't get a plug. Jeez, it's bad. Yeah, it's terrible. I'm not <laughs> so I'm smoking a cigar that I don't know who makes. Because, because they're lying on it. You know it, they don't it's have... Guillermo Leon, but it doesn't say that on it. So that that is... Uh... All right, well, big mistake. Always write legibly. You guys want to smoke something advertise. So what made, you, what made you decide to get that one, Mr. Jonathan? Uh, it's smaller than everything else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you picked it because it was less. <laughs> less is more today. Less is more every time. God. And, and Honestly, if I don't smoke a cigar tomorrow, I'm not going to miss it. I'm going to be fine. Well, that's I'm not going to smoke for the rest of the day. Yeah. I'm probably not going to light up tomorrow. People, I'm going to go into Seabrook. I'm going to put my feet up on the couch. Oh, good. Make, Tell the boss I'm that. I'm going to make the guys do all yeah. the work. People, I, you know, they, they know I do a cigar show. You yeah. know, I enjoy cigars. And they're like, you know, oh, you know it's addicting. And they, all, these, all these misconceptions that are just so false. Yeah. You know, you just hit something, Jonathan. You know, you can go days, weeks without any kind of urge yeah. or, or... Sometimes you've had too much. Yeah. Every single rep that's at March Madness is like, here, try this. This is the thing we're going to put out of the trade show. Yeah, yeah. And some of them, you, you, I'm like, this is my 10th cigar of the day. If it's mild, I'll smoke it. But if it's even medium, I don't want it. I'll, yeah. I'll smoke it later. No, 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 it's mild. And it's a powerhouse. Yeah. They lied to me. And it's like... Ugh. Wait till you go to the show. This will be your first IPCPI trade show. Is it all lies? You are going to smoke 100 cigars. I, I promise you, you're going to smoke 100. I don't think that it's wise to do that. It isn't. I so I'm not them, going to. I begged them to send it to me in advance. I said, please, if you send it to me a week or two in advance and say, when you get a chance to really sit back and enjoy yeah. the cigar, 
don't put the band on it or whatever. We'll talk about it when we see it because you're day three into it. You got a hundred and something cigars you already smoked. They give you something. It's not potato chips that would uh, yeah refresh the palate. I've got a flavor right off the bat. You know the taste you get in your mouth when you get hit on the the head so hard that your vision blurs, and then you have that flavor like right away, right on your palate, like boom. You can almost taste... A little taste of concussion? You can taste the concussion. <laughs> you can taste the endorphin release and the is, adrenaline all at once. Is that a good taste? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, don't I don't know, know if I want to taste Because there is... Getting hit that hard, your brain shuts off the, the pain receptors. It no longer hurts. There is a certain amount of enjoyment up until this the point answers, the headache kicks in. This answers in. a few questions I've had over the years but this, about Mr. Jones. this tastes like a severe blow <laughs> to the back of the head. <laughs> That might have just topped. <laughs> I'm just saying, like honey from the hot. You know exactly what I'm talking about, though. That taste, like people listening right now, they're like, I've been hitting the head hard enough <laughs> to know it's, what that tastes and like, and that's pretty obvious for our <laughs> listeners. No, not me, me but everyone's yeah. been hit that hard. Or you fall and you're not wearing your helmet. The you, taste you get from getting a you, concussion. That you know, is, you, you know, <laughs> Sean, mark that one. We're saving that. Yeah. <laughs> That's our first tape marking. You realize, after three years, it's our first tape marking. Which, by the way, we we got to coming up real soon. Our anniversary is yeah. coming up, right? We do. It's so. It went this year. Went by so fast. Oh my it's goodness. Past three years went by so yeah. fast. Good. Oh. Good. That's a good sign. Anyway, you know what this doesn't taste like? It doesn't taste like clay. Yeah. We'll no, get into that. We'll get into that. But uh, first, I want to mention. Uh, so. You, you go to these things, and there's different people from different manufacturers and different... All the magazines were there. Mm. All the different cigar magazines were there. I spent some time with the guys from Cigar Aficionado and uh, from um, Cigar Press. Uh, but these guys, this is something I never heard of. Cigar Ambassador Magazine. Nice. Good life for gentlemen. So I said, I'm going to take this one home. I'll, I'll read it on the plane. Yeah. Uh, very, very interesting uh, you know, look. Hey, like look I, at the font. It's got that gold embossed yep, some look money, to it. It's real sharp. Some money spent on this. It's a $15 magazine in the U.S. HKD, whatever that is. HKD. You know, usually it says Canada, and it yeah. will have a different price. Hong HKD, Kong? $120, and RMB, $80. Well, I take the magazine with me on the plane, and the problem is, as I open up the magazine to show you. Every single character is like Mandarin. It's all Chinese. It's Chinese. It's totally written in Chinese. So, uh, <laughs> nice <laughs> pitches. How'd you do with that? Uh, I brought it. Well, he do, do, does what he do. Oh, he most magazines, he does read the pictures yeah, anyway. I read so. the pictures anyway. But um, the fact ads? that there were no English words really. Zads. Any well, good ones? Like, uh, remember the. The rainbows and unicorns. Yeah, no, I didn't see any of that, but uh, pretty uh, fancy stuff. A lot of Cuban stuff. The Cohiba uh, Bihike. Uh, the beautiful jaws and all that stuff, beautiful pitches, uh, and going through every single page that turns out to be one page that had English in it. The table of contents. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't even know where it is, but uh, I took some notes on that page anyway, which was interesting. Um, and uh, do I have the notes here? Yes, I do. What's the name of the magazine again? The Cigar Ambassador Magazine. Which is written in English. Correct. Correct. That's written in English, and that's it. 
Everything else is in Chinese. They wrote that in English. Well, yes. what's funny is your Good brain... life for the, ge- for the gentleman, and that's it. See you later. You showed me this this week. Your the brain... gentleman would learn the Chinese. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I guess. Your brain only That's a tough needs... one. Learning written Chinese is probably tough, right? Couldn't do that oh. on the way home on the plane. I don't think you... No. <laughs> Not even with a dictionary. Right. So your brain only needs to really see the first letter and the last letter of the word, and, and you don't actually read every single letter of the words. So, in this case, you look at it and you go, okay, cigar ambassador, my brain skipped over this little Mandarin symbol on the side, and the Mandarin stuff kind of a little on the front and written in small letters. You don't even see that because it's not recognizable characters for English. You yeah. would think that this is something I could read on a plane, right? Sure, you absolutely. The and then you, you know, you're shocked once you get in the plane, you take it out of your thing, and it's not like one word. I'm like... So I end up finding... Uh, the guy next to you is like, man, this guy speaks Chinese. <laughs> yeah, right. He's <laughs> a world traveler. Dave's just reading the pictures again. Yeah, I put on those Bose head, headphones, and uh, I zone out anyway. Um, but there is one page in there, and it was a Chinese consumer report that, that's listed in there. And um, from uh, it says in there between... 2005 and 2012, the Chinese cigar market grew 820%. Wow. So we don't know off what number, yeah. but remember, there's a 2 billion of them. So it grew 820%. Uh, it's big. How is that even possible? Two guys Beijing. Yeah, yeah we need to find out how to get a two guys over there. Uh, lots of smokers. They have a lot oh, of smokers. Yeah. Yeah. More smokers per uh, percentage than any other country in the world. I've heard that. And um, they expect by the year 2015, 10% of those smokers will become cigar smokers. Wow. Which is like 40 million. Uh, that's billion with a B, my friend. No, it's got to be wrong. No, uh, it's 400 billion smokers. You can't be. There's only. Four billion. That's you why wrote I, the copy. I know. I just told you it was wrong twice. <laughs> Let's keep going into it. Oh, that. that's good. This is uh, that's a nice little segue for the gentleman's way. Just giving a little tease. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Just giving a little tease. Yeah. Stop keeping c- correcting me over and over. I would imagine is where that's going. I said maybe, I made a mistake. I or, made a mistake. Or, or, or I'm maybe tired. You proofread your work. I did proofread it, and that's why I skipped over it. But you won't let that happen. You just won't let that go. You just can't. <laughs> You have to keep bringing it up. All right. I'm not going to bring it up anymore. In the U.S., 200 million uh, cigars are sold a year. 200 million. Um, it's it's an a ad- low and, number. And uh, if it's av- 200 million, and if it's average two cigars per person, you got uh, a million cigar smokers, right? A million cigars smoked. It's nothing. That's like a city. It's nothing. Um, if the Chinese get on board, it's going to end up being huge. But the problem that happens in China, why it's not going to help the people in the Dominican Republic right now, is 99% of their sales um, in 19, 2005, 99% were um, Cuban cigars only. That's all they, they smoked out there as far as cigars go. But last year, it dropped down to only 70, 79%. So 21% is what they call... Non-Cuban cigars, they call it blended cigars. And blended cigars, uh, it sounds way interesting, like blended um, scotch or yeah. blended whiskeys and things like that. Um, what they look upon as, as um, more uh, interesting and um, like micro-brews type of things sure. would yeah. be um, their, 
they have blended cigars, and blended cigars are cigars that are made in the Dominican Republic that maybe use Connecticut shade wrapper and Dominican filler and a, a Mexican binder. It's a, oh, my God, this is really – so this is where it's going, and um, it's 79% if they end up uh, – getting 10% of their regular smokers to do it, the U.S. is nothing anymore. All the attention, right, right now, all the attention in the world is, is for U.S. We smoke more cigars than any other country. Uh, we probably smoke 50% of all the cigars consumed. If China ends up taking over, you're not going to see the manufacturers coming to do in-store events in your store. They're going to learn Chinese. That's where they're going to go. Very interesting. So look, look for that anyway. Hmm. So, uh, good. You were going to talk about something. Uh, yeah, that I'm not tasting kitty litter in my cigar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is interesting, Chuck. Talk about a scoop. Hit me. Yes. Give us some scoops. Tobacco company puts kitty litter in its cigars. Come on. And cereal. How far can the tobacco industry go is the, the question asked by this particular writer. Uh, we, we write it from where? Yeah, where call this person out. This is from Washington. Of course. Of course. And it is uh, Matthew L. Myers. Okay. From Washington. How far will cigar companies go? The president of the Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids. That's who this gentleman is. Okay. So, some Americans are smoking kitty litter. <laughs> Come on, will ya? Why would a tobacco company add kitty litter to cigars is the question. That is uh, the question. Is it... It is, uh, the, the, the synopsis is, it's part of a strategy to increase the weight of their cigars to evade a higher tax rate charged on small cigars and cigarettes. Okay, because three pounds per thousand, we went into this a couple of weeks ago, cigars that weigh three pounds per thousand or less are not considered a cigar. Interesting. Well, they're going to be taxed differently. And the reason being is those are the ones that say little cigars on them, and they look like they're in Marlboro cigarette packs, and they have filters on them, and they're not cigars. They're brown paper wrapped around a cigarette, and it calls itself a little cigar, and it weighs under three pounds per thousand, and the filter doesn't weigh much, so they're adding something to this filter, probably, oh. to weigh it down so it goes over three pounds per thousand so that it can still be a little cigar, and it wasn't a cigar to begin with. It wasn't. Uh, the companies and, and, and this is talking bad about cigar companies. It's it has nothing to do with cigars. It has nothing to do. See, don't drag us in with that crap. We have so nothing to do with that. Congress has a ban on flavored cigarettes, and this company would like to continue selling Their candy flavored cigarettes. and fruit-flavored tobacco products. Stop kids calling who it they tobacco it products. Are you dragging everybody into the mud right. with you, you cigarette bleepity bleep? And uh, who knows what smokers of these cigarettes are exposed to when they inhale per particles from kitty litter. Uh, and who knows what else has been added to these uh, cigars. It says cigars in the thing. We know they're not cigars without our knowledge. Now, this particular article is pushing for the FDA to move forward in regulating all tobacco products, uh. including cigars. Now, this is what's interesting. The FDA is in charge of what we drink. Yeah, Food and Drug Administration, sure. So why is it that the U.S. dairy industry is petitioning the FDA to approve... Well, look at your segue, how you did that. Go ahead. ...aspartame as a hidden, unlabeled additive in milk, yogurt, eggnog, and cream. They're adding aspartame, which is a sugar substitute, to... It's a non-nutritive 
sugar substitute. There is no nutritional value to aspartame. In fact, but why are you putting sugar in my known, milk? Unless I cut the strawberry milk that I like. It's been known to cause cancer in lab animals, and yet the FDA approves it. Yeah. These are the people that we want regulating our tobacco products. Why? Because they're killing us with the milk. Uh, the FDA has declared war on what's known as raw milk. This is milk that comes right from the udder. It, the I, cream I, separates. There's no homogenization. There's no pasteurization. It comes from the cow. Goes in the jar. I say you got to put it on there. If you're going to add sugar into my milk, you got to say it. How, how about they I want, want it label. to be a hidden ingredient? And there's tons of hidden ingredients in everything that you eat when they put natural flavors. You have to look into what the definition of a natural flavor is. Because the real definition of a natural flavor is it can be anything that's on the list that's approved by the FDA to be called natural flavors. What's, one of the natural? Ingredients, What's natural? One of the ingredients that's considered a natural flavor is cane sugar. So for someone like Steve who's diabetic, yeah. if he consumes that product with natural sugar, if he knows there's sugar in it, he has to do something. He has to adjust his insulin or, or not, eats, drink, it. not drink it or whatever it is. Yeah. If he doesn't know the natural flavoring could mean sugar, he could get himself into trouble. I don't think there'd be the packaging would be big enough to list all the ingredients no. of, of certain things. I, I know certainly on a, cig- a pack of cigarettes, it wouldn't fit. Right. Can't make the font that small to be able to fit 300 ingredients so that the, are on there. The FDA who, that approved... These are people just getting around things. Well, I did a little more research, and is, I... Is milk consumption that bad that they got to add sugar to it? you got chocolate milk, and you got strawberry milk, right. if you want your sugar one. The regular milk, I don't want sugar in my milk. Well, when you, when you force a cow to produce an excess of milk using growth hormone, the milk content isn't as good because the cow can still only consume so much grass, which is its fuel for making the milk. So the milk becomes essentially watered down. Nutrient-wise, it tastes different, and so yeah, they got to add a sweetener to it so it tastes like milk again, because they messed with it to begin with. You don't drink milk, right? Never, under no circumstances. Yeah, I drink milk. So I don't drink milk. I have milk and cereal. Yeah, let's talk about milk and cookies. Let's talk about a drug, and I'm not sure what the legalities of it is, so I'm not going to say what the drug's name. But the FDA approved a drug that is known to cause dizziness. Excessive tiredness, blurred vision, cold hands and feet, slow heartbeat. Every, everything on the commercials. Diarrhea. Yeah. You're not going to tell us what it is? Nausea, insomnia, loss of sex drive, depression, <laughs> impotence, and the FDA also signed off on this drug, which the first three known side effects, dizziness, excessive tiredness, and blurred vision. The first three. Yeah. The FDA signs off on it being safe for driving. Wow. Wow. These are the people that hey. we are going to put. Hey, follow the money. I'm just yeah. saying. Follow the money. Follow the money. You're going to put your trust in a in a in a obviously a corrupt government agency yeah. that is going to sign off on a drug that causes dizziness, excessive tiredness, and blurred vision. The second you find out it causes any of those, that drug should be pulled off the market. It's obviously messing with your body. I think there needs to be an FDA though to to watch. Yeah, over there should be a real stuff. FDA. Yeah, yeah. Not this thing. This yeah. is not FDA. This is uh, FDA for hire. You know yeah. what? Now, my mind is telling me that if they say something is good for you, I am going to interpret it as being bad. Now, what about there's a, there's a credit card company that does uh, processing, you know, or whatever they manage when, when someone swipes a credit card. A merchant account type thing. A merchant right? account. So 
in order for you to be in compliance and sell tobacco products online, oh God, here we go. You must, <laughs> you must pay them an extortion fee of one thousand dollars to be in compliance per what? Per year, and that in the fine print on the contract, the fine print, this prime, amount can of, go up of the at 30 any time. Pages that you can, yeah, ridiculous. It can go up at any time, and at the moment that they find you not in compliance, you can with no warning. They can find you $10,000 per transaction. Which they did to us. Per transaction. Yeah. And the only difference between a compliant merchant and a non-compliant merchant is the extortion fee of $1,000 because you sell cigars. Yeah. Not tobacco products because you can't sell cigarettes online. Right. So my, my thing was to them. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah. My th- wow. My thing to them was, oh, my God, I always want to be in compliance. What can I do to be in compliance? And they said, send us some money. And I said, well, I want to fix what's, what's broken here. Yeah. What, what do I got to do to be in compliance? And they said, send us some money. And I said, I'm not going to send money. I want to make myself in compliance. Even if it costs me more money to get myself in compliance, I want to be in compliance. What do I got to do to get in compliance? Yeah, they make it sound like send you're breaking you the law. Send you some money. Send me money. And I said, I am not paying an extortion fee under, under no circumstances. You go on the Two Guys Smoke Shop's website and you try to use your MasterCard, you can't. Because we took MasterCard off. Because they said we weren't in compliance and I refuse to pay an extortion fee. So I refuse. My wife had a MasterCard? I, and I, I'm going to lose tens, hundreds of thousands of dollars, but I'm not giving it to them. And the people that are out there that, that have the MasterCard in there are paying an extortion fee. And I've yeah. talked to some of the big ones, and, I, and they're paying extortion fees much higher than that. And I said, why are you doing it? And they said, we need to have MasterCard. I said, all of us shut it down. Yeah. Every You're one nice. of us shut it down. Let's do it. Absolutely. And they said, we can't. It's too much money. My wife and I canceled our MasterCards. I had a backup MasterCard as my backup thing, you know, in emergencies or whatever. Canceled it. Switched to Visa. I'll cancel mine. And Canceled. And, I am. And Visa's going to do the same. If, if MasterCard gets away with it, Visa's going to do it. And if Visa gets away with it, American Express is going to do it. I don't know, even know if there's Diners Club anymore. But whatever. They're all going to end up doing it. So you, you, you can't let somebody extort. Listen, I grew up in the inner city, man, in, in, in bad areas and stuff. Extortion happened, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And I opened a cigar shop and extortion. And it's illegal. Yeah. Yeah. You don't hear the FDA talking we're about talking, extortion or any wow. other government We're talking about agency. gangster extortion Yeah, stuff. I know what you're saying. And no, you can never pay it because if you ended up paying it, they own you forever. It's over. So you don't do it. And you fight with them or whatever and you deal with it the way you've got to deal with it. And I said, listen, I explained to the lady on the phone. I said, I've been dealing with this my whole life. I'm not paying extortion. Okay, I got the ten thousand dollar fine. I got the thousand dollar thing. Yeah, they don't. Thing, you, the don't you don't pay the ten thousand no. dollar fine. They take it from you. Yeah, they took it. Took it out of the thing. I hired a lawyer now, which is going to cost me more than ten thousand dollars yeah. to get my ten thousand dollars. You should back. have seen how mad he was, Chuck. Oh my! I, we couldn't actually talk about it on the radio because he couldn't get the, a five-minute conversation yeah. without expletives through every sentence. Yeah, bad. So this this is the world we live in right now, oh. and you can't let them end up doing this. So if you are a cigar smoker, and you have a Mastercard, you owe it to the industry to cancel it and switch over to. Any of the other credit card companies that right now are not charging an extortion fee. Yeah. Pay it off. Yeah. Do whatever you got to do to pay it off. Don't Switch it off and rate. pay it off with the other card. Right. Do whatever you got to do. Uh, you know what? Get a better interest rate while you're at it. Right. You probably do better anyway. So, that's go Visa. About that. Go Visa. Seriously. This, this isn't even on our show prep or anything like that. No, it but just happened. <laughs> 
I felt it, and I just went with it, man. Oh, I'm sort of the belief that some of our best material happens between <laughs> 11 and noon. Yeah. It's uh, crazy stuff. Anyway, so let's go to break. Um, when we come back, gentlemen, Chuck Morrison gives Mr. Jonathan a lesson on how to be a what, gentleman. When did that happen? Happened way long ago. Way long ago, yeah. man. Debonair. Yeah. Yeah, you understand. I thought you were teaching everyone. I didn't know it was my lesson. I'll pay attention now. There we go. we got events, promotions. Uh, we're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This is Eric Hansen from Hammer and Sickle Cigars, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? You think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a La Giana Havana cigar. The La Giana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah, they're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say, it's La Giana Havana. Oh yeah. In 1962, the U.S. signed the embargo, pronouncing all Cuban products illegal and un-American. For almost 50 years, the U.S. was without a comparable substitute. In 2011, the Cigar Agency releases Ortsak Bulletproof 1962, a Dominican handmade cigar designed to go head-to-head against Castro and his infamous cigars. Today, the Cigar Agency commissioned Hendrik Keltner's A-Team to bring you Ortsak Bulletproof. In the cigar world, the forbidden fruit is Castro's Cuban cigars. The fact is, the moment you light your first Cuban cigar is the moment you've been had. If you're looking for a cigar that delivers construction, draw and price, maybe this time you should try an Ortsak Bulletproof. With the introduction of Ortsak, everything Castro was now backwards. Ortsak is Castro spelled backwards. Ortsak is what you expect a good Cuban cigar to taste like. Only better. It is the cigar of the year. The new Ortsak Bulletproof 1962. Reigniting passion in the world of premium cigars and redefining who we are as cigar smokers and Americans. Castro hates Ortsak, but you will love them. Hi, this is Jonathan. Jonathan, this is Losers Anonymous. Please, don't give out your full name. It's anonymous. What seems to be the problem? I just can't stop buying trashy cigars on the internet. I keep getting these offers for this crap, and I just can't stop buying it. My humidor is filled with this junk, and I can't even smoke it. That's insane. Why do you keep doing the same thing over and over and expect something different? It's the pictures. They look so good, but the cigars are always terrible. I guess they are seconds for a reason, huh? I guess so, Jonathan, but just stop the insanity. I can't. I just can't pass up a deal. It's no deal if the cigars are bad, is it? You're right, but... But nothing. You may not be a loser, Jonathan. You might just be stupid, but I have an option for you. It's cartel. Hey, I might be a loser. I may even be stupid, but I'm a law-abiding, cigar-smoking citizen. I'm not getting into anything that's illegal. No, cartel isn't Cuban or anything illegal in any way. Cartel is an affordable cigar brand. It's something that competes with those closeout brands, but it's no closeout. It's a very affordable brand, Jonathan, out of Colombia, and it's a great everyday cigar for very little money. 
Don't be stupid. Smoke cartel. Cartel cigars are handmade cigars out of Colombia for a little over a buck a stick. Don't be stupid. Don't be Jonathan. Smoke cartel. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as, Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. We're here asking people from all around the world what they think about Equilibrium cigars. Let's hear from cigar smokers on the golf course in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, what they think of the new Equilibrium cigars. Mm -hmm. How about outside this biker bar in Sturgis, South Dakota, what they think of the new well-balanced Equilibrium cigars. Next, let's see what race car drivers in Indianapolis, Indiana, think of the new, well-balanced and medium-bodied taste of Equilibrium brand cigars. Mm-hmm. Now, how about this mime troupe from New York City, New York? How about what a famous cigar-smoking movie star thinks of the new, medium-bodied, tasty, and well-balanced Equilibrium cigars? Smoke it once, and you'll be back. Mmm. How about this monster over here? What does he think of the new medium-bodied, tasty, and well-balanced Equilibrium cigars? Mm. You're incorrigible. Equilibrium cigars, a new, well-balanced, medium-bodied cigar that everyone can enjoy. Hi, this is Rick Gadwick from Federal Cigar, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. And we're back. We're live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire, recovering from not only Pro Cigar Festival in the Dominican Republic, but back to back to that, which was the March Madness sale, which was yesterday. Uh, we sold a ton of cigars. The amazing thing is the cigars that we did not sell. Um, you know, you can take 50% off a cigar that doesn't sell, and it still doesn't sell. It says a lot. Really? You it know, does. what was left. Yeah, yeah, you know what it says? It says that we made the right move in, uh, in yeah. doing the discontinuation from the beginning, because it clearly wasn't moving. Yeah, That's yeah. how it ends up on that list. And then so Now we're trying to figure out what do we do with that. And, um, you know, we had our customers try to get it, and you can uh, watch it go online. You know, that's what we're going to end up doing is maybe do uh, um, 
a weekly special or something, blow out brand by brand and get rid of it and get to rock bottom or whatever. You've got to clear out the stuff because lots of new stuff. While I was down in the Dominican Republic, uh, I, I worked on uh, stuff of my own, but then I went into other people's cigar factories and saw what they were working on for the trade show coming up. Um, I worked on a new brand uh, we'll be looking for, hopefully, uh, on the Dos Ombre line, one of our low-price lines, hmm. called Dos Ombre Raw, a full-bodied, very powerful uh, um, Dos Ombre that doesn't exist right now. I was going to call it Not For Me, For You. Uh, not the number four, M-E-4-U. Right now, that's like its little code, not for me, for you. It's, I can't even smoke it. I, I don't like it at all, but it's for somebody else. Uh, then go, going, it's kind of raw tasting to me, and we might go with Dawsonbury Raw. We're messing around with it anyway to see. But uh, we look forward to that maybe in about six months maybe or whatever. Uh, I stopped in, uh, I saw uh, Ernesto Carrillo. Uh, I know they have a, lot, uh, a new brand coming out with the Four Kicks uh, folks. Hmm. Um, Crown uh, Heads. Crown Heads, yeah. They got a new thing called J.D. Howard Reserve. J.D. Howard Reserve. Do you know who J.D. Howard was? No. J.D. Howard was Jesse James' real name. Oh. Yeah. Nice. They, they kind of have that little badass yeah. thing going yeah. on there. Yeah. So uh, I, I don't know much about it, but uh, Brazilian Arapiaca wrapper, which we like anyway. We do. Uh, Low-yielding wrapper. Yeah. Very yeah. tasty. So uh, they got um, the sizes match. They got a uh, uh, 46, they got a 52, and a 54, uh, and a Figurado, and a 58. Uh, what else was there? I uh, spent some time with Mike Usano. Apparently, his um, his brand is taking off the loose cannon. Unbelievable! Yeah. Uh, not only in the United States but other countries. I mean, it's really taking off quick, and uh, he hasn't put a lot of attention in it yet, and it's already going crazy. So maybe there's it's something. Such to a that. good cigar. Uh, Lito and Inez and uh, and Tony from La Flor Dominicana. Tony is the son of Lito, and uh, he looks like uh, he's going to be spending a few years down in the Dominican and um, kind of like taking over eventually. Do Lito, they call him Anthony? I think they call him Tony. Okay. He's like seven feet tall. Have you wow. ever met him before? No. He's like seven feet tall. It's ridiculous. He's big dude. Yeah, and he stands out like a sore thumb down there because they're little people like us, like me. Um, so I saw their facilities. Uh, because Tony's getting into it, Lido decided to expand. They, they tripled the size of La Flor Dominicana in the past two months. Wow. It is the most organized, well-kept facility I've ever seen. Um, I heard they have it set up battle style. So they do. There's rollers facing rollers in a sort of church pew kind of yeah. thing. Huh. Yep, they, they, uh, and everybody's in uh, black shirts, Team, Do team La Fleur Dominicana, um, and you can see the woman's touch from Inez uh, of how well organized everything is, and uh, the seating area outside in the, in, the, in the plants, LFD, with the shrubs, and uh, really something. It's going to, uh, you can see that they're gearing up to be able to show consumers what this place is all about. Nice. Uh, I had never seen it before, and oh my God, it was really something to see. Uh, I stopped in and saw Jose Dominguez uh, and all his stuff and his plans, what he has coming out there. Um, the guys from uh, Recluse, I saw them. Uh, Maurice Cox, um, spent a little time with him. This uh, time he didn't have to pick you up at the airport. No, he didn't. 
Uh, Hochi, Hochi Blanco. Uh, we we looked at the at the next year's crop for Co Jones, and uh, I saw his aging room. Another one that's going crazy. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, they, they can't even keep up with it. I mean, it's it's go, it's going great. Uh, and I went with uh, when I went to the F factory. I was with uh, the folks from um, Scar Aficionado who were intrigued by what's happening over there. Abe Flores. I spent a little time with him. And uh, I, I was uh, uh, amazed at the people that uh, mentioned uh, the Cigar Authority to me and United Cigar Retailers. Uh, they know we're here. We got a lot of play out of the Candy Bar Show, by the way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Customers coming in with different ideas. I got hit up on Facebook several times, emailed several times, uh, people with other suggestions for pairings. Did you get uh, any good ones? Want to share? Uh, one gentleman was, I'm not really into diet anything, yeah. but uh, diet peach snapple. Pairs well with cigars, apparently. That was uh-huh. one that stood out in my mind. <laughs> anyway, I thought that was the weirdest idea to do, but if it requires eating candy bars and stuff, I gave it a shot. But it was fun. It was, it fun. was fun. Yeah, and they did mention that to me, too, the candy bars down there when I was there. They not only mentioned some of the shows, they mentioned some of the dialogue that happens. It's the craziest thing. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> Uh, I hear uh, through the grapevine also uh, Pete Johnson's uh, monster edition that he comes out every year with at Halloween. Uh, this year is going to be Jason. Um, Jason is the one, and I they confuse. I get confused. Yeah. Which guy is which one? He's the hockey goalie mask from Friday one. the 13th. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Is, is it Friday the 13th? It I, is. Nightmare on Elm Street is with uh, Freddy. Freddy. Okay, that's what I I get confused, but yeah, it's the hockey goalie uh, Jason. So uh, cool. Look forward to that. Speaking of gentlemen, Chuck Morrison. What's up, buddy? There's a, I was trying to segue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what do you got, Chuck Morrison? Right. No, uh, no intro. We don't need an intro. No, so I got, I got your intro. I should have, I should have had it pulled up. I was waiting for the intro, man. I'm sorry. I'm tired, Chuck. I know. Yeah. I. All right. Are we not well, going to blast why, our ears this time? Well, we'll hope not. We. Uh, I'm going <laughs> to turn it down a little. Oh, there it is. Gentleman. Nice. Gentleman. gentleman. Chuck Morris. You need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me gentleman. This country needs some gentlemen. Gentleman's Way, brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provided to clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair cannot be subtracted from one's life. Today's Gentleman's Way, Dave, you get a great segue uh, in the last segment there. It's about falling on your own sword. What am I talking about? I'm going to go a little MMM on you here, a little making mountains move. I'm talking about taking responsibility for your life by taking ownership of your mistakes. Owning up. Why? If you can own up to a mistake as soon as you make it and do your best to correct it or make it right, you can prevent it from turning into a huge problem down the road that's going to be difficult to solve. Also, it allows you to learn from your mistakes. This is the key element we're going to get into. It's simple. You can't learn from your mistakes if you can't acknowledge that you've made them. If you don't learn from your mistakes, you're destined to repeat them. That's a recipe for quickly going nowhere in life. It also, by acknowledging your mistakes, it allows you to earn the respect of others. We often hide our mistakes from other people because we worry that they will think less of us once they see that we've messed up. Frankly, 
acknowledging your mistakes, apologizing for them, and owning up to them, and then earnestly working towards making things right, almost always has the opposite effect. People respect you for it. People will appreciate your honesty. It strengthens your relationships. Self-justification is a cold, hard relationship killer, as it causes us to build up a case of total blame against the other person when things are going poorly between you. Now, uh, I wanted you to think back to this last segment, because this is, this is real time. Yeah. David acknowledged that there was, what, $400 billion and uh, in his copy, in his show sheet, we have show sheets. We like yes. to make sure our shows are organized and structured as best we can, but it always... Ends up getting off the script, as we like to say. There we go. And there was a mistake. David acknowledged it, and Mr. Jonathan kept drilled him for drilled it. Drilled him and digged at it. So that's bad. <laughs> yeah, that's bad. <laughs> All right, now hang on a second, and, because and you I, didn't say anything in your gentleman's way about how that would be bad. And you maybe, said maybe. David should own up to it. You didn't say I couldn't drill him. That's where we're going here. So the, he was right. He was a gentleman. He owned up to his mistake. You were ungentlemanly. You were not debonair by... Just smacking him around a little bit. By yeah. smacking him around a little and bit. And then after I said, yes, I just said that, I corrected it. <laughs> then you went on again. But aren't you kind of doing it right now, drilling me for drilling you? You still haven't apologized for it. I sorry. said you were wrong. I was wrong, and I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> oh. I'll earnestly go to try not to drill you next time. That's or... the whole thing here is trying to make ourselves better. It's it. And, and make the people in the audience let's learn a little something from today's show. Learn how not to be a gentleman, which you're helping out by not being a gentleman. We look at you, so they're we see how not to do it, and then Chuck cleans I, it up at the end. And they're says, going to learn how to not put the lid into their mouth, and yeah. they're going to learn how I, to not be like me. I found an amazing study, too, I want to get to here. That, that really is just very fascinating. But owning up to a mistake when it's small and doing it as soon as possible when it happens. All right. Also, gentleman way here, have people in your life who keep you accountable. That's kind of the point I'm going here. So... You know, if someone makes a mistake and they're honest about it, they own up to it, that should just demand respect, first and foremost. Um, and every gentleman needs people in his life who are willing to give it to him straight, who are willing to call him out when he's messed up, and who do it out of love and respect. That's me. Oh, is that who you are? <laughs> no, I I'm think that guy. Don't, I think you just enjoy when I make a mistake, and you enjoy pouncing on me because I do it. Yeah, thoroughly. Yeah. Actually, so thoroughly. Don't it's play not very gentleman, and people aren't <laughs> loving you for it. Yeah. All right. Be a gentleman. Don't play the if only game, all right? Men who play the if only game, you know what I'm talking about, right? If only I had more time in the morning, then I'd work out. Or if I only had a less stressful job, I wouldn't be so short with the kids. If only the Dave. only variable you have control over is you, all right? Um, if you let your coworkers. Your friends, your wife, your girlfriend, your employer, you, your employer, your boss, <laughs> make you feel a certain way. You stop being an active agent in your life. The you guy that writes the check, the guy that uh, <laughs> takes care of you. You know that. You know that part has nothing to do with anything yeah. as far as how I make decisions. <laughs> Owning up to your mistake, it actually should. improves and increases your problem-solving skills. The expectancy value theory. All right, this is, this is kind of a study we're going to get into here. Psychology says that a person's likelihood of taking action is dependent on how much that person values a particular outcome and how much that person believes that taking the action will produce results. Get over the idea that making mistakes equals being stupid. This is the research. A couple researchers Those were observing a Japanese exclusive. classroom. Researchers were observing a Japanese classroom back in the 70s. They were astounded to see that students who very calmly work through a problem on the chalkboard in front of their peers for 45 minutes 
they were amazed to realize that they, the researchers, felt more uncomfortable than the student doing it themselves. A prominent idea here in the West, especially in the States, is that abilities like intelligence are largely innate. The Japanese, on the other hand, they see intelligence as a function of effort. Thus, when Americans make mistakes, we see it as a failure of who we are, while the Japanese view their mistakes as simply part of the learning process Absolutely. and evidence that you can work through something and improve. The more you see success, not as a function of inherent traits, but as a result of effort and work, the less threatening making mistakes becomes. Learn to see mistakes not as an admission of weakness, but as an inev inevitable aspect of life that helps us grow and grow up. There we go. Grow Be up. Be a gentleman. Be a gentleman. Gentleman's Way brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Are you debonair enough? Are you? I am. Are you, Mr. Jonathan? Well, you know what? I have a very good example of a time that I owned up to my mistakes. Oh, we're getting loud now. So, sorry about that. Uh, it was a mistake. Yeah. So, uh, I actually, I have a little bit of, a little bit of audio and right here. he just here. went right by it. Yeah. He just went right by it. Keep going. I said, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. yeah, and I'm sorry. <laughs> Is that fine? Will that work? Uh, that's not what a gentleman would do, but yeah, it works. Yeah. I made a mistake, <laughs> and I'm sorry. There you go. So I, I, I got a little audio here. Those are for washing golf balls. So I should put my pants back on? Please. All right. Roger that. Last year at the CNH golf oh, tournament, yeah, yeah, that's right. I learned that oh. those ball washers are for golf balls. Right. Yeah. And as soon as David brought it to my attention, I apologized, and I took uh, corrective action. Yeah. Just fall on the sword, man. There we go. We learned something. Be a good leader. <laughs> we did learn something. And learning from your mistakes. I learned from your mistakes. I learned from my mistakes. Yeah. I make a lot of mistakes. I, I would say in retail, my, most of my success is from making mistakes. Yeah. In learning from those mistakes and making myself better. You hear that. People will sometimes use the phrase or the expression that they've failed their way to success. You know, I always say making mountains move, for example, that if you look at like a heat sinking missile or yeah. an airplane on autopilot, you just run a plane down to the Dominican Republic, 99% of the time, that thing is off course. It's using what's called course correction. It's mistakes, yeah, yeah. it's failure as feedback to direct it back on course. It comes off course again, you know, buzzers, alarms, whatever, it gets it back on course. It literally makes mistakes. It fails its way to its destination. There we go. Good one. All right. So uh, the key here is to uh, be okay with failure because you can turn failure into something that's positive. Failure is not in failure. In the end. And don't beat up the guy that's failing. You know, while the poor well, Chinese kid is making mistakes on the, on the chalkboard, don't look to pounce on him. This is going to be an interesting little study. I wonder if that's in that magazine that you to have. See I, it probably is. <laughs> to see if... Uh, if if we both can stick to that this week, and we'll report back to you, Chuck. All right, we go. Let's I'll see be what, paying attention. Let's see what ends up happening. So, uh, um, see if we like each other more at the end of the week. We have coming up uh, March 14th and 15th. John uh, George Sosa and Dave Topper from Alec Bradley going to be popping in with their. Where are we uh, at? Where are we at? This is the Alec Bradley Filthy Hooligan. The Filthy Hooligan. It's going to be a Claro green cigar for St. Patrick's Day. Um, the name first started off as the Dirty Hooligan, and then, uh, like it happens in this industry, somebody used the word dirty in one of their cigars before, oh, yeah. um, which would be the Dirty Rat, right? And um, problems, you know, oh, I used dirty before, and that would be kind of filthy of you to use the word dirty. Okay, can we use filthy? 
So uh, throw all the bands away, repackage it, mm-hmm. and now the filthy hooligan is going to come out. Um, you know what's a great pairing, by the way, for a Claro cigar? White wine. Really? Phenomenal. It's a whole nother, it becomes a whole other experience for people that don't care for Claro cigars. Hmm. Pick yourself up a couple of these filthy hooligans. Grab yourself a nice bottle, $12 bottle of wine. It doesn't have to be something over the top. Make sure it's white wine and the two light bodies combine, and it's really very, very good. Well, you can look for this uh, filthy hooligan to come out. Only 2,000 boxes, a one-time release for St. Patrick's Day uh, is being done. We're going to have the folks up here um, selling it for uh, those two days. They're going to be bouncing around at the three Two Guys uh, locations. Uh, This was done many, many years ago first by Camacho. Uh, I thought it was a failure when they came out with it. Um, But they, how they look at it is they sold it to the store. Their sale was done. It's over. And they say, well, we got rid of 2,000 boxes. Uh, Say it was Camacho. We got rid of the 2,000 boxes. Uh, That went pretty good. It went real quick, and that was it. And now uh, other people are doing it. And I, I know over the uh, past few years, you'd see the different Claros that come out. You notice they're one and dones. Mm-hmm. They still sit in the store. We saw piles of them yesterday. Yeah. Any of them sell? They don't sell. Yeah. You know, people will pick up a single cigar at St. Patrick's Week or something, and, all right, give me one, give me two. I don't think I ever sold anybody a box of them. That's going to be a tough sell. And we have 25 boxes coming. We do. And uh, if you're around and you want to try it, every little bit's going to help sell the 25 boxes. But, but really, you know what? The God's honest truth about this is even if you don't care for a Claro cigar, when you pair it with a white wine, it's a different animal. So we're going to have to do that on that week. Um, so the 16th. It's Not a thir- next week, but the week after. Okay, yeah. So they're going to be here on the Thursday and Friday. Here at the Diamond Crown Cigar Lounge? Or? Yep, they'll be here on, the, I believe, the 14th at the Diamond Crown Cigar Lounge. And that's going to be a Thursday and Friday. Right. So we'll have, the, on the 16th, we'll have that cigar to smoke ourselves, yep. pour ourselves a glass of uh, white wine and give it a try. I have not smoked a cigar. Maybe it's going to be really good. I just haven't found a Claro yet that I liked, nor have I ever found a Claro in uh, my 28 years in business that sold. You know, I, don't that dislike, sold well. I don't dislike Claro. It's not something that I would go to every time. But if it was here in the store... I'd probably smoke one a week. Yeah. Another thing we have coming up on April 25th, I know it's a little ways away, but time is flying. La Flor Dominicana is putting out the mystery cigar. I didn't have the opportunity to try it. I was leaning on John Carney hard yesterday to get try details to get it. about it. I tried to get a sample. It's not happening the yet. The only time you can smoke that cigar is at the event. Um, and they're going to come into a store. They're going to uh, let you try one of the cigars, and if you want to buy it then and there, you can buy it. Other than that, you can't buy it at all. So, again, I think I, don't, I didn't get to try it. I said, is it going to be way too strong for me? He said no. So, so it's so, going to be a medium body. It should be right down the middle. You guys doing Ashkabal this year? We are. I think we do, uh, we do Ashkabal next week. Nice. Next week, we uh, will be uh, at one of the stores, wherever we're going to be. And uh, while we're having the show, we're going to play Ashketball. Nice. If you don't know what Ashketball is and about it, you can uh, tune in next week. And it'll be happening at all our stores, and we're going to give away trophies and all that stuff. So, Ashketball Championship next week. Uh, We'll smoke some new cigars and give you the dirt in the industry, fun facts, and lots more at the same time. So for uh, for everybody out there, thank you for joining us. Mr. Jonathan, Chuck Morrison. Hey, Jim Robinson. We've got to give a shout-out to him. Jim Robinson, thank you for uh, having us on. 
Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Keep that lid end out of your mouth, folks. Make mistakes. Be okay with it.